So today we're going to do a little bit of different of a podcast. We're going to talk about everything we've, uh, our biggest takeaways from all 15 of the podcasts we've done over, I don't know, about the last year. Yeah. Do you want to start at the top? Our, our first, first episode ever was with William at New View Realty on property management. What was your biggest takeaway? Uh, I love the fact that he would fake a um, background check and call somebody and say, hey, well, um, I see here that um, Stephanie was your renter for six years. And he'd mm. know, you know, obviously she wasn't there for six years. She was only there for like a year or whatever, just to see what they'd say and see if they bid on it. And then if 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 they weren't, you know, if it was a lie altogether, he'd say, well, that's a bad renter. So. Yeah, absolutely, because it's obviously a fake landlord. I got to agree, man. Mine was the exact same takeaway. As soon as I heard that, I told like every property manager I ran into, you've got to do this. Yeah, it's solid. I, I would say if I had to pick another one, it was uh, the software platform he used, Show Mojo. Yeah, that's And right. how useful it was to like, sh- schedule showings and also push it out to like Zillow, Realtor.com. And how big of an impact like Facebook and Craigslist has on some of the markets of tenants. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. We're lucky to get him on there. For sure. And what about the episode we did on commercial lending with our boy, Steven? Yeah, I mean, just uh, overall, like what to have in order, like when you're going to deal with a bank, like what they're going to look for. Like, I, I don't think he, he held any punches on <clears throat> what what they wanted to see and what, what they needed to see and how they looked at like a relationship yeah. of the bank too. So yeah. What about you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. It's interesting to see that it wasn't just about the property. They also had to like have a story that sold them on you and the property and the project. And why this is like the best fit. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's like, not you, what, but why? Cause he and, was like, look, I'm, you're not only selling, I've got to sell it to the bank. And like, if it doesn't make sense that, you know, they're not going to go for it. That's a good point. Yeah, definitely. And then, Oh, one of my favorite episodes was the one we did on building up to it's like 200 or 250 single family houses with Tom. Yeah. Out in Wilmington. Yeah. What was your favorite takeaway from that? Uh, well, you spoke to him the whole time because you guys were buddies. So I'm going to let you take this question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think like the amount of systems he had was really impressive and how everything was pretty black and white. But I would say... Two things. One is, since you don't have one, is uh, using Section 8 and like government subsidies. That's right. Uh, he did a really good job of that. And then also, when he does in-person visits of the tenant's current property where they're staying, uh, just to look at the level of cleanliness of it, because that tells you how they take care of their current property. Yeah, I did that today on a, well, I did a walkthrough on a, on a property today, and I was impressed. What'd you learn? They took care of it, and so like they wanted some additional stuff done to the house, and I didn't have a problem telling the property manager to go ahead and do it because yeah. they were taking care of my house. That's awesome, and you did the walkthrough yourself? Well, there was an insurance claim involved. Okay. So. <laughs> I was like, I've got a surprise there. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the first one I've done in 12 months. So. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> what about uh, qualified opportunity zones with uh, Steve Bunch? That was in depth. Yeah, that was like a PhD course. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I remember there being, like, there's so many, like, intricacies of that. And I remember him talking about how you could have a property and then a guy wanted to split the property in half and, like, use part of it for an opportunity zone and then not. 
Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've learned some things since then. Like, that was awesome talking to you with CPA, but I'm also involved working with an Opportunity Zone attorney currently. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we should have him on here if we can. Ashley? Uh, no. No, a guy out of uh, Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, CPA is great to have. And then I'm learning just as much from an attorney, honestly. So, uh, but Steven, but um, Steve Bunches was awesome. What, yeah. What was your takeaway? I was really just like hearing everything again, being able to ask him and clarify questions that I've heard before, but wasn't sure. Like the, like what are the requirements to make a qualify? Like if you buy a million dollar property with a building, do you right. have to put a million dollars into it? But, or do you break out the land? Or you just break out the land right. and, you know, learning that you actually just need to break out the land. So uh, just the feasibility of projects that I come into a daily basis that are in opportunity zones, it's like it only makes sense if it's just like new construction or like a pretty big repositioning or renovation. Yeah. So I think the other takeaway from that, too, was and correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, you know, a lot of things in law and in accounting like the rules are cut and dry, but it feels like there's updates on that. Like every couple months, maybe yeah. that these guys have to keep up with. So, you know, that, 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 that learning curve is, is still being taught. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But they're still, they're still learning things every day. Every day. And I mean, the, the IRS doesn't even know. I mean, that's what I mean. There's an update every, every month maybe on what, what they're clarifying. So. Yeah. Stay tuned on that. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably have him back on. Yeah. It'd be cool to have him and the attorney yeah together to yeah. talk through it yeah really hash out some things agreed and then the next one was uh working with a commercial real estate broker what do you think about that oh matt was uh super knowledgeable i think the biggest takeaway i know what you're gonna I say i don't i don't remember if it was in the podcast recording itself i don't think it was can i are you cool with me saying it oh yeah, yeah okay yeah. so kevin here is really good friends with matt and Matt had a, a smoking deal, like absolutely incredible deal that he just sold to some other guy, which I'm sure he's a super nice guy. But it was like, why didn't he call Kevin? And it was the importance of like staying in touch with them and staying top of mind. Because it's like, oh, well, he just reached out to me like a week before that. And it was like, oh, I got this deal coming up. And it was how important it is to like build that relationship with that broker and foster it and continually be in touch with them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What's yours? That's it, I'm yeah. sure you've never forgot that. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. We've since done a deal, so I'm okay, pretty happy good. with Matt currently. <laughs> um, but yeah, mine's the exact same on that. And what a nice guy he was to to uh, explain uh, not, not only that, but a ton of other information. Oh, yeah. All right. So our next one was breaking into the multifamily apartments. And that was with a guy that... I think you're a part of his. Yeah, his like he's got like um, education slash like training on getting into multifamily and and buying stuff. I would say like the most interesting thing to me was like his perspective on the industry and his um, his ability to sit on the sidelines and wait. Yeah, I like love he sold that. his whole portfolio because he. Well, remember the other thing he said? He's like, I went through a full cycle. Like yeah, down cycle, up cycle. Uh, good time to sell. Let's see what happens next. Yeah, and, and like him keeping a very, very strict like vetting criteria and not yep. bending to you know the will of the market if it doesn't fit. Yep. Yeah, I respect. How him about a yours? Lot. Oh, well, I mean, I think we're we both kind of like overlapped on that one. Awesome. And then 
Oh man, the episode on breweries and restaurants. <laughs> well, I think I think uh, it'd be hard not to love that episode. Like that's that's what everything's about right now, especially in Charlotte. Like breweries and restaurants. Oh, they're popping up everywhere. Yeah, I like the parts. Before you keep taking everyone, I like the uh, additional square footage, like rooftop. Like he's like, look, you can take like yeah. a rooftop. And not everybody always calculates that in. You got to pay to like get access up there and finish it, but it wasn't in your original footprint that you're paying a lease on or or you're buying or whatever. Yeah, I I completely forgot about that and like just the ability to add like you know thirty or fifty seats. Yep. On a busy night, that is a huge impact. Yep. Um, I, I would probably say mine was the same, and just like learning about how those tenants look for properties. Um, and that like once a neighborhood is like hot for that type, like we've got some areas in Charlotte and I'm sure it's the same way in like a lot of major cities where there's like really hot brewery and bar areas Yep. that once that trend is set, like the prices per square foot shoot through the roof Well, think from about the first mover. Think about the episode we just did today, right? Like with, with Stefan yeah. and, and he's doing stuff in South end and it's like, all around there. Yeah. I mean, it's just. He's pre-selling. He's pre-selling pre-selling pre-sales because it's such a hot area. And yeah. Where did it all start? From breweries and from, restaurants. From breweries and restaurants. Yeah. Right? Yep. All right. So episode eight was working with architects. And we had Troy on there. What, what, give me some takeaways from that one. Yeah. So uh, I'm not a builder, but it was definitely interesting to learn the importance of understanding, like the characteristics of lots like the topography you're working with and how big of an impact that can have on what you can build at like what you know reasonable cost cost yeah you move some dirt or have to do a basement or a huge crawl it makes a big difference yeah and a lot of times like the land that i come across and this kind of market is kind of you know the leftovers that no one's wanting to build on and there's a reason for that reason only yeah how about yours um i like hearing him talking about like i'm you know me, like when we talk to certain people, I'm always like, well, what's going on currently? Like, what is everybody into right now? So hearing him say, like, uh, I don't remember what the word was, like transitional European. Yeah, transitional or, style. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, I, I liked hearing him talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you want to know what to put in your spec builds. Absolutely. Well, I use him, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hopefully he knows, right? Yeah, hopefully he knows. I know we don't. <laughs> All right, episode nine, uh, Secrets of Flipping Houses with oh, Jeff Johnson. That was a great one, man. He's flipped so many houses. Yeah. Uh, the biggest lessons, I would say, is the importance of like communication and project management and how he set up chats for each property so that every single change or like material selection was in that same chat. So you can quickly jump to it and see like what the latest update was. Um, and everyone, you lost me on chat. What's a chat? Oh, like, you know how you can set a group chat on like your iPhone? Okay. Like you'd set a group chat and you'd have like the project manager, the designer, the contractor, the flooring guy, all in that same chat. Yep. Talking about that property. And then there's one group chat for each property that you're renovating. Cause yep. like once at his volume or he was doing, you know, 20 flips at a time, that's a lot to juggle. Like, Oh, I don't even remember what paint or flooring we're doing here. Yeah. Let me just jump to the chat and check in. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, I mean, whether or not it was something you agree with or not agree with, like I like the fact that he's grown his business um, so big that he can uh, offer like paid 
tiers to his business where you get on the list or not. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty interesting that you can grow your business to that degree. Yeah, it was interesting how like uh, he took a, a large flipping company um, and started doing a like predominantly wholesaling. wholesaling. Yeah, and then I would say you know, maybe 15 or 20% of his business doing like spec builds and a much smaller percentage of doing renovations. Yeah. Just because the, if I remember correctly, it was like the complexity and it's new and complex every time on a renovation with the spec. It's, you know, mostly the same thing. Yeah. Each time. All right. Episode 10, we had home builder profits. It was kind of a different name for that, but, um, we had Jason on here from Vista yeah, Vista Home. Homes. Yeah, what was your favorite part of that one? Uh, I like that all. I mean, he's obviously I know him pretty well, so um, I liked him. I liked him talking about like uh, kind of like how they're trying to keep up with the market and how they're trying to like not only make their make the building process better, but he's also I, I thought it was cool that he was talking about how he's trying to better the company too. Yeah, he had a really good outlook on like how to run a business and hire right. great people around him, and it's like and make them better. Yeah, it's almost like a, an episode on like building a great culture in a small company. <laughs> I agreed. It was you like know? reading a, a self help book on <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, how to how to make your business better. Yeah, like I'm not you know in home building uh, at least not yet, and it, that's like the biggest thing I took away from it is like the importance of having that culture and yep. like fostering great people around you. Yeah, yeah, I think we both got that. That's awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so episode 11, everything you need to know about EB5. Oh, I think, man. I think we were both like starstruck on that one. Like, yeah, that was a cool episode cause she was so knowledgeable and I felt like you and I were pretty engaged too. Yeah. She hit all of our hardest questions out of the park. Like, yeah. Answered everything. I mean, if you're interested in EB5 investments and like raising funds that are pretty cheap, like that's a must listen. Yeah. Like and, and I got- can't think of one thing in specific. I know. Well, I well know, the interest rate. Yeah, interest rates, and then uh, well, like how you be a qualified. Um, what is it? Qualified? Do you remember what it was? The regional center. Yeah, that's yeah, the right. regional centers. Yeah, yeah, like how important that was. Like if it was important, like how much experience you've had in that industry. Yeah. Um, I remember you and I talked a lot about it afterwards. Oh, extensively. Yeah. It. I'd like then the reason the interest rate was so interesting is. Um, if I remember correctly, like an interest rate as low as 1% was, you know, normal to acceptable. Acceptable, legal, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah which kind of blows our mind because from the, you know, private to hard money world, it's like... Over you know, 10 easily. 6 to 15. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 6. Yeah, that sounds right, Jim. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Norris, episode 12. Mobile home parks. Wow. Yeah, Ryan's uh, certainly lacks no... Um, I mean, he, he's engaged. Yeah. He's ready he, to go. He's he charged def- up. He's committed. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> is committed. Very committed. Like, man, I, I would say just like his commitment level to moving into a mobile home park and learning it from the ground floor. Literally moving into it. Blew me away. Yeah. I don't That's know why people. I wanted him on the episode. Yeah. I'm like, like, there's no way that I can't be the only one that's heard this story. Somebody else has got to hear this. Story. Yeah, exactly. Like this guy literally moved into a mobile home park for like six months or something. Yeah. With a, a wife or a fiance at home at the same time. God bless her. Yeah. She's a keeper. 
Yeah. What was your favorite part about that? Uh, that was it. That's the whole reason I wanted him on the. Wait, not that wasn't it. That whole episode was awesome, but yeah, that's why I wanted him on the episode to share that story. Like, yeah, that that he's when he's gonna do something, he's gonna learn it, and he's gonna be there. Was yeah. you talking about fireworks and? Yeah, fireworks, drug dealing. Yeah, from like a not him, older you, gentleman, not him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan wasn't dealing drugs. No, not not that we know, of, but pretty sure not. Yeah. All right, on to episode thirteen. Uh, single single family portfolio in two years. Uh, Ooh, this was a good one, man. This this guy Philip. Uh, I mean, he built Brit. up to yeah the, the our British uh, guest here. He built up a portfolio of like 60 homes in like 18 months. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Like his level of commitment. I think his first package or first house was like 20 homes or something. Yeah, Gastonia or something, right? Fully committed. Like that's someone that really was dialed into the financials and knowing what they're looking for. And then as soon as they see it, jumping on it. Yeah. He might not be like what everybody like can do or is doing, but who cares? Like it's fun to have somebody on here that's like, like, I don't think anybody ever really gets interviewed from that end. That's that's retired and uh, is looking for you know more income in a different yeah. way. So I thought it was really fun to hear his story. Yeah, and he doesn't come from like a construction world. It's Not at all. Very much corporate, like yeah. big data, high tech stuff. Yeah, like or his super wife. far his away. His wife's like an investment banker or something. Yeah, super far away. Um, and well, then also it's interesting to hear how he buys a bunch of properties and then we'll refinance them into a package to yeah. pull out cash to then go buy more that way that snowball keeps rolling and growing i thought it was also cool that he's like hey look i might pay it a little more but so what like over 10 years over 10 years who cares and I, I there's a lot of truth to that like sometimes i've that's been my worst uh i i've i've been guilty of that like not buying something and being like, well, I don't want to pay too much. And yeah. Just being way too short-sighted on it. Especially like I see that myself when I'm like, well, I only paid that one for the last for the last right. house. Right. Yeah. What does that and mean? And that was a screaming deal. It doesn't that, mean this one is. Like, that doesn't, yeah, that, that should not have any effect on, what, yeah. on your next purchase. And like just to add fuel to that fire, like the area he's invested in, which we know well, yeah, has a lot of development, you know, knock on wood, coming its way. Hopefully so. With like a new baseball stadium, like half a mile away from his properties. Yep. Um, and he knew that was coming. So it's just kudos to him for following his numbers and executing on it and not being afraid to pull the trigger. Agreed. And then we got episode 14, wholesaling 50 plus deals a month. That was your boy, so... Yeah, that was Javier with yeah. uh, Real Step, man. Because um, you've been involved with him in some external things, right? Yeah, yeah, we, we have been involved together. Um, I would say, like, the biggest learning for me there was, like, the importance of, like, finding one marketing thing that works and just going full force with that, not trying to do... Not trying to boil an ocean at once. Like, just find one thing, like, direct mail or cold calling and just keep doing it. Don't just do it for a month or a week. Do it for 12 months. Yeah. And then you'll see like the results. You know what I liked about that dude? What? He didn't hide anything. No. Like, you think somebody like you think somebody's going to come on a podcast and they're like, "Oh, they're going to talk in generalities or like they're exactly. not going to tell you what they're really doing." Like that guy did not hide anything, especially for a business with such low barrier to entry. Right. Like yeah. everyone and their brothers trying to wholesale. Yeah. It just takes the right person though. I mean, and he's definitely got that mentality. Yeah, absolutely. That personality and mentality. 
And then episode 15 with turnkey rentals. Uh, I wasn't around, so <laughs> I was skiing. <laughs> yeah, you were out on the slopes, man. Rough life. Uh, that was with Antoine Martel of uh, Martel Turnkey. I mean, blown away by that guy. Like, he makes me feel like an old man that hasn't done much. 24 years old. He's He already f- flipped 150 turnkey rentals to investors across the country. Uh in you know southeastern markets while living in los angeles and he just bought like 70 something apartment units like completely blows me away like his ambition um and his ability to just like out hustle everyone else and at such a young age to do that and to be able to like i mean with what 150 he's probably done i don't know Somewhere between like four and eight million bucks worth of real estate already yeah you've got to have the right personality a hundred percent to be managing stuff out of state. I mean, I've done it. I've managed stuff in five, four or five different states. And you, yeah. I mean, not, I'm not perfect at it by any means, but you've got to be, you can't be hands on, hands on, right? But you've got to no, be like yeah. hands on over the phone, like keeping in touch, looking at numbers constantly. Like, yeah, like he, he flies in. I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but he flies in to look at like larger apartment communities or he'll do the walkthrough of them. Yeah. And then just on a, you know, a pretty regular basis to check in on their projects. But one takeaway that blew my mind was that to manage, like, you know, how the heck do you manage these renovations yeah. from across the country? He pays a project manager who's generally like a um, like someone who works at the property management company or a realtor who's like young and hungry. He pays them five hundred dollars upfront to manage the renovation, and they have the contacts and they will manage like the draw, like the distribution, like hey everything's good. And then he like he'll pays them upfront, and he's the goal of it is like on once you do one project, then we'll do two. Yeah. Once you do those two, then we'll do three at a time. Yeah. So it becomes like a nice side hustle for him. Yeah. But it blew me away that you can get from the manager project for that cheap. Yeah. I thought it would have been like, you know, five grand to get a project manager out there. He's got a system, right? Yeah. He's got a system. So that's cool. All right. And then the next episode is with Stefan on a new home, or building a new new home sales team. Yeah, uh, he's awesome, man. How yeah. do you not like that guy? Oh, he's super, super smart, nice guy. I, I would say, and I'm sure you're gonna probably pick the same thing. The way that he pre-sold <laughs> yeah. ta- these townhouses and got a hundred people on the, the VIP list, the like pre pre list, pre purchase yeah. list. So it's like you want to be, you want, you're interested in it, right? Well, you're gonna give us a thousand dollars. And that gets you on a on another list where you can actually come in and make a reservation, yeah. and then you know actually take one. But like, you're, you got to pay a thousand dollars to come thousand, on the sales pitch to get on the next list. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. And like the, and not only that, but the importance and like how how beneficial it was for them to spend like you know seven eight grand on a full out like 3d cgi video rendering of the property yeah because you haven't even started moving dirt yet like there's no building at all yeah and they got what it's like a 90 or 100 people interested 100 people interested in 31 six days yeah i mean that's from the mls like not like this huge facebook campaign or like pr blitz tv news ads from the mls from still pictures from that video yeah that they got created yeah mind-blowing crazy we need to start doing that 
And then, hey, let's talk about one other thing that I think is really cool that we've learned from this. You call it the season of our uh, podcast. Season one. Like, well, no, like year one of our podcast. Um, we actually had a dude. We're, we, I guess we don't need to mention any names, but we had a guy complete a whole deal through only the contacts on this oh, podcast, right? That was interesting. Yeah. Full cycle. Full funding, cycle. Funded it. Finding it. Finding it and uh, managing it. Oh, he managed that into a rental now. Yeah. Well, so that's pretty got, wild. Uh, screw it. He got Jeff wholesaled him the deal. Yep. He got uh, New, or New View to manage the property for him. Yep. And then I funded the deal for him. So guess, <laughs> Does that mean like who knows real estate gets an equity stake in this deal yeah, maybe, so we can yeah. pay our hosting? Yeah, you want in on that? Yeah, we'll pay for the podcast. Really. Yeah, yeah, great. Cool. That's awesome. That's but, pretty cool to hear. But it does show you that like just a little tiny podcast we're putting on, like we actually had a deal go full cycle through it. Yeah, it makes a difference. Well, Jim knew the guy too. So Jim put everybody together. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Crazy. It's been, uh, been a lot of fun. I definitely look forward to doing a lot more of these and yeah. interviewing awesome guests absolutely so if anyone uh you know think you'd be a great guest or you know someone like please reach out to us we'd love to hear from you yep till next time peace peace <laughs>